another edition here of WeatherWise, the podcast from the meteorologist here at 47 ABC WMDT. I'm Chief Meteorologist Rich Wardzik this week with meteorologist Sloan Haynes. Uh, a couple days into the new year here. Yes. Um, how was your New Year's? It was great. I spent the night just in watching all of those New Year specials. So that was my ideal night. How about you? Nice. Um, it was a, a little bit of that. We were watching the football game, okay. Ohio State and Georgia. Um, and I'm not a fan of either. But, you know, my friends, they were doing some betting. You know, we were, yeah. we're watching the game. I say you're not a fan of Ohio after working in Ohio. I, I am, a, a, spe- I am a, a vivid spectator. Okay. as I will always call it, because the Ohio State-Michigan rivalry was incredibly fun to watch, but I never really picked a side because, you know, I'm from Maryland. So yeah. I, I, I enjoyed watching the, the whatnots go on up there, but I don't know. Ohio State's just always been good. Maryland's always been bad. So, you know, I, I'm an underdog kind of guy. So I was a little bit, I was rooting for Ohio State. Mm-hmm. And it, as you know, like that kick came down to midnight. Literally the yes. ball's placed on the ground right at midnight. So we had half the house. You know, we had some kids that wanted just to watch the ball drop, uh-huh. and the other half wanted to watch the game. So we were in this really precarious thing. We had to, like, switch the main TV to the ball drop while we switched, like, the devices that we could watch mm-hmm. the rest of the game on. And it was just very, like, bizarre. And it was oh, kind of yeah. funny at the same time, but it, it just was very... A lot. A lot. And, <laughs> and you wonder, you know, could they, could they have started that game an hour early and just made this easy on everybody else? But, you know... You got to pick ball drop or football. Right, right. So that that was ours, and it was good. It was uh, very uneventful um, other than that, and it was just odd uh, with it being so warm. Yeah. I mean, it's typical in the mid-Atlantic to be, like, kind of all over the place. Yeah, walk the dogs outside with flip-flops on. It was great. I can't. I can't imagine the weather any other way right now because yeah. I'm really enjoying it. It's nice, and, it, and it's a little depressing I, just to think that we still have so much more winter to go. Yes. Um, and, and needless to say, we're probably going to have uh, some bouts of what we had here just be uh, just around Christmas, obviously, mm-hmm. with the uh, teens and, in some cases, single-digit weather. Um, thankfully, it didn't stick around very long. We're looking at temperatures kind of moderating, if not cooling down, right, going yes. forward. So we're looking at temperatures as we head throughout the week, Wednesday being the warmest day of this week, and then cooling down to being seasonable as we head into the weekend. So that's around mid to upper 40s for us this time of year. So a little bit more enjoyable weather in terms of being seasonable for people who like the cold. Our news director, Sarah Truitt, has been begging me for colder temperatures. And I told her... That's right. She does love the colder I said, this is the best I can do, is bringing us down to the 40s this weekend. (laughs) And it's not cold enough for snow for certain snow lovers. And I think she's a snow lover, too. She is. She is. It's it's not That's what... Last year around this time is when we had our first snowstorm of January, is when... um, we were live out there in Georgetown throughout the day because that's who saw the most snow from that system. But it was later in the month, of course, and we had the blizzard warnings in effect. So, so far, January is starting off a little quieter compared to last year at this time. As we know, anything can change with yes. that. It's going forward, at least the temperature outlook doesn't s- support that kind of a scenario. But like no. we saw with Christmas weekend, I mean... One big Arctic push. That's it. I it mean, we were table. trending pretty warm up until Christmas weekend. That's right, we were. Temperatures weren't too bad. It was just we had that really strong cold front move through, and it was cold. Yes. With the capital C-O-L-D, <laughs> cold. I mean, it. I, I always say that it's, it's one thing that we could get kind of used to if we gradually get there. The issue with that is we did go from mild it was to drastic. literally middle of the winter, right? It was like that joke when... 
people always say the temperature changed like a saw state trooper. You know, we were we were like, you know, 50s, 60s, and all of a sudden we were down to the single yeah, digits. Yeah, that's right. It was exactly that. And we had the flash freeze because of it, yes. too. Um, all the ice across the area, and I say that, too, with areas like Salisbury, anyone that was near a tributary, you had some flooding during mm -hmm. the day. And then before the waters could even recede, it just becomes an ice skating mm -hmm. rink in some of those areas. So it was a unique weekend um, to deal with that type of weather. As you're saying, we're moderating kind of uh, near average, if you will, mm -hmm. where we're supposed to be going into the middle part of uh, the month here. So looking at that, obviously the weather's been a little quieter here than compared to other places. Uh, Buffalo, for instance, just coming off of yet another massive lake effect mm -hmm. snow event. This time was a little different. Um, and this is kind of the headlines that uh, we're, we're going through here with the uh, weather impact across the country. But n not only did it get the very heavy snow, but they had hurricane force winds. And it was just a um, horrible setup, mm -hmm. if you will. Uh, lots of loss of life, just an a unbelievably, um, really horrific situation w from a weather perspective, too, in an area that's used to seeing a lot of mm -hmm. snow. And even for them, this was catastrophic. Uh, one woman posted like a not not a true time lapse that she would go outside each hour and show the conditions out there in her yard and she starts off and you see a few snow flurries falling by I want to say like 12 hours later she opens the door not a lot of snow had fallen in her backyard but you couldn't see anything that's right the like her playground yeah her playground was right there for her kids to play in it got to the point where the dog wouldn't even go outside anymore. It was like, no, I'm staying inside because you couldn't even see once you opened the door, everything. But just because of those conditions was completely no visibility. Just no visibility at all. I saw some of those, um, I saw some reels and TikToks mm. of that. People doing similar stuff yeah. where they're like early in the day. And their doors are freezing the on the inside too. So they had a lot of weather to deal with there in terms of the snow. And unfortunately, you're right, loss of life from this event as well for them. Right, and thankfully that's over. Um, mm things a lot quieter just in the eastern third of the United States. Um, so happy to be able to say that for uh, at least they'll get a chance to dig out. Um, you know, they, they just coming off of what some of that was record snows that they had several weeks before um, mm -hmm. in the Buffalo area from Lake Effect that obviously with that storm wasn't as big of a problem from the aspect of there wasn't the wind, the blizzard conditions mm -hmm. to go along with that, but much quieter. But we're having uh, some other issues in the western coast, right? Yes, we have California, that atmospheric river that we talked about last year. Remember, it's just an upper atmospheric event that carries a lot of moisture. And we are seeing that along the west coast for northern California. And it's leading to, well, it's led to a lot of flooding. That's been the major concern. But if we do remember that northern California is a little bit, little bit more mountainous than southern California. So they're concerned now as this event is starting to come to an end is of course landslides from the rain loosening all that debris on the slope so that's their other concern as we head into the second half of this week and of course rescuing people who need to be rescued because i've seen videos of cars completely submerged neighborhoods underwater so it's been this huge event for them out there yeah and typical for them when they do get these events to happen during the winter mm -hmm. um and but this is now I believe the second or third event uh, depending yes. on the location. But this is a, I believe it is the um, third major event for them in the past five years. I want to say from an yeah. atmospheric river influencing that the and coast. that's it's just incredible. And it's, to give everyone perspective too, it's you know it's a situation where we could have something like that as far as the amount of rain is concerned and 
uh, over that duration of time here. And we would look at it from, you know, a, a perspective of the potential for flooding mm -hmm. and, you know, some issues with the wind causing coastal flooding. But we're used to, in some degree, to be able to pick up that mm -hmm. kind of water over a period of time. They aren't out there. You talked about the brush and and the debris and the, the you know the landslides and the mudslides and 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 yes. that's from going through so many months of dry weather mm -hmm. and then getting all of this all at once. And they're still experiencing. I checked the drought monitor earlier today, and they're still experiencing drought conditions for a good portion out west. So it's not. I we say here in Delmarva that any rain is good rain for us when we have these drought conditions, but out there. Too much rain is not good not for good them. Not good at all. And, and I always say you go back to the theory of the, of the dry sponge. You know, if you run water over sponge, over time it takes the water in and it, you know, expands. Mm -hmm. But when you turn that water on very fast at first, that dry sponge doesn't take that water in. That water just goes over top of the mm -hmm. sponge and it takes a while for that sponge to actually take in the water. And that initial downpour of water on that dry sponge, that's your flash flooding. That's mm -hmm. your, you know, your mudslides, your landslides. So... Um, scary situation for them out west, a very active weather. And then in between, from we were talking about the Great Lakes and um, out west, or us and out west, you take a look at the deep south, mm -hmm. um, noting that they're becoming a little more active with yes. their weather. And when you say deep south, like southern Mississippi, Alabama, um, uh, New Orleans, mm -hmm. Louisiana, areas like that, even up to Arkansas in the mid-south, but not atypical this time of the year to have severe weather down there. And we talk about tornadoes, strong to severe thunderstorms, but starting to get pretty active in a month that typically is kind of the January is when things quiet down a little bit mm -hmm. in the deep south. It's usually getting into February and March that we see that action really start to ramp up. So kind of an early start for them. Yes. I mean, Tuesday morning, there were multiple tornado warnings in effect um, along the front that's moving through them. So we saw, I believe the furthest I've seen was almost close to... Um, Oh my goodness, I cannot remember the name. Mm -hmm. Iowa was we saw even tornado warnings up that That's far. That's right, that far north. into the Midwest. And the concern as we head over the next couple of days is that parts of the Ohio River Valley could even have thunderstorms in the forecast, which isn't common for them this time of year. You know, these are places that typically receive snow this time of year, and for them to have thunderstorms and temperatures in the 60s a little out of the ordinary for them. Right. So that's what we're going to see with this system. For us here on Delmarva, it's just going to bring us heavy rain. But to the west of us, thunderstorms in January. And Rich is right, it's typically a quiet part of the year. This is typically also in the deep south, deals with their drier conditions, their drought months, their right. wildfire seasons. This is what the deep south is leading into, not their severe weather season, which typically happens as we approach the spring months. Right. And this time of the year, you talk about the dry season. Mm -hmm. They're the recipients, like the rest of us, of some sort of cold air when these Arctic fronts mm -hmm. come in. Obviously not as strong in those areas down there by the time the cold air gets there in most cases. But the air is usually a lot drier this time of the year for them. This is when they get their dry air, literally, with the cold mm -hmm. fronts coming through. And um, that's not the case right now. So no. interesting to see what's happening to the south. And uh, to show the active weather that's just on our doorstep for us, it's just been rain. Mm -hmm. um, we haven't had too much in the way of crazy weather. But I think we go back to the beginning of the podcast here. We're talking about how the temperatures are moderated. For those who are cold weather lovers, maybe not excited about that. But I think one thing that most people can be at least a little bit happy about is the fact that the daylight is starting to increase across the area afternoon, especially the sunsets. Well, maybe people who don't go to bed. That's at true. That you know, there's always a caveat yes. to that. I, I I'm with you on that. From when I worked mornings, I feel you on that. <laughs> That's true. But it's a little the easier for you. The blackout curtains have here. come back out. So <laughs> no, I understand. Um, and 
you know, I remember that vividly too. The blackout curtains were, were clutch. We They're to a lifesaver. That's right. Well, you, it's good that you brought them out because I'm just looking at the numbers here for mm. daytime. Um, and well, sunsets have already started to move forward a yes. little bit. But January 10th, that is our first five o'clock sunset in Salisbury. Okay. Um, so it's been a while since yeah. we've seen the sunset that late. We've been uh, in the fours for a while. So um, I put that out there for the majority of you that, um, you know, don't have to be on the schedule that you're on. But I know. And most people typically when they get off of work is when they'll go do that outdoor run or, you know, take the dog for a walk. So it's, it's nicer to see the yes. sun rising or sun setting a little later. I guess for, for those for you uh, that have to go to bed early, um, at least you have some time between now and daylight saving because yes. we're only gaining a couple seconds each day, maybe a minute or something like that. That's we my least favorite day is when we lose that hour lose of that sleep. Hour. Yeah. And then I'm up till 10 o'clock the night before because mm. I can't fall asleep. I feel you. I'm a couple months away from that. Yes. Well, I'll be okay. <laughs> you got some time to get there. That's, that's, uh, hopefully it won't be too bad when we get there. But um, so we've got uh, kind of in the middle of all the crazy weather and not much going on here in Delmarva yet, but we know that's uh, obviously set mm -hmm. to change. We're getting into nor'easter season, sometimes uh, a little more of a worry here across the region than even during the tropical season. So um, monitoring the weather as we always do, we'll keep an eye on it, and I'm sure we'll have a lot more to talk about uh, with the changes coming up next Wednesday on our next edition of WeatherWise here from the meteorologist at 47 ABC, WMDT. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next Wednesday.